Welcome back to another episode of Your Money, Your Life. I'm your host, Delano Soporu. Good morning to everyone listening. Shout out to medical workers, shout out to listeners, um, shout out to clients, shout out to soon-to-be clients. Uh, it's a great, great uh, Thursday morning here. I'm in a great mood. Um, so we'll jump right into our market update section, which uh, past five days, as of five six, um, we are seeing that the market is down about three percent in the past five days, and I think a lot of that is a rest, a pullback. Uh, we kind of had four or five days of the the Dow, the S and P, all being up, and it's kind of been a, a break. It seems like the market's pulling back and correcting a little bit, uh, but we have um, as of this morning, the market hasn't opened yet, but we have jobs report came out, uh, which shows that. In total, 33 million people have filed for unemployment, um, and it looks like the market futures are up this morning. So we'll see how everything goes, and that's our quick market update. Next, I want to do a company update. So um, company that just released earnings was Disney, which was a big darling stock in 2019. A lot of Disney was riding high. Stock shot up um, 2019 with the release of Disney Plus, and you know, parks doing well, um, programming and studio doing well with all their hit movies. Um, but in 2020 so far, it's been down about 30% year to date in 2020. Um, and they reported earnings, um, I think it was Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, the market um, acted accordingly. I think they only nudged a little bit um, yesterday. But some key points from the earnings call was that they are planning to open up their park in Shanghai here in a few days, May 11th. Um, the, the Last Dance documentary, obviously, that they're part of the, their, um, their production on ESPN, said it was the most viewed documentary in key, de- key demographic, which is, I think, males 18 to 49, or male and female 18 to 49, the demographic for that specific genre. Um, NFL Draft had over 55 million viewers over the three days, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and they're rolling out more of Disney Plus internationally. They have a lot of subscribers. Um, so this is something, Disney is an interesting company to watch. Uh, if we see, that they're kind of diversified. The business is diversified. They obviously have um, ESPN, they have studio production, they have parks, um, and they also have Disney Plus, which um, right now it seems like it's a lost leader, uh, but they're looking to at some point turn it into a profitable venture, into a profitable business line down the line. So that's something to watch with our company update, which was Disney. Um, and now we'll go into ask an advisor questions, which I posed some questions on my Instagram, which um, on Monday, it was really, really fun to have those discussions. Um, someone jokingly asked, can you make me a million dollars? What do I need to do? Um, yeah, I think everyone wants to become a millionaire and what you need to do is a few things is, <laughs> one, it has to be increased income. You, you can't really become a millionaire off of, you know, lower income or not not having earned enough so a big thing would be increased income whether that's through side hustles through creating a business through promotions at your job um, the next thing would be obviously saving and investing so 
when you have increased income, discretionary income, you want to be able to put it into interest earning assets. Um, I obviously love the market, so I, I tell people obviously to um, invest in the stock market, whether you're you know juicing up retirement contributions or putting stuff in a brokerage individual investment account, that's what you would want to do and get a return for your money with sound smart investing and using a professional to do that. Um, you obviously have other assets you can invest in. Like I know a lot, everyone loves, a lot of people like real estate. Not my uh, area of expertise, but a lot of people like to, to play around with real estate. Um, there's other different ways to invest your discretionary income and get a return, get passive income, and increase your ability to becoming a millionaire if that's your goal. Obviously, everyone's goal is different. Um, and being a millionaire isn't something that is far-fetched for people that are older, obviously. When you retire, you, you, nowadays, if you want to live comfortably, I think by the time you look 30, 40 years down the line with inflation, you're going to need roughly, depending on the level of the way you want to live your life, the level of comfortability you want to live, you're going to need close to that, to that golden number to retire comfortably. Uh, but that is something that's very interesting. And I don't think there's any quick way to do it. Um, that's why I aptly named this episode Get Rich Quick because unless you know you make a hit product or you start a business that takes off really quickly, there is no really quick way to do it. It's just consistent steps and discipline that will get you to that ability to you know have enough liquidity and cash to live comfortably and essentially retire if wanted. Um, and so the next question that was posed was by um, another, another person on my Instagram that posed a question about, do you encourage your clients to play the markets in addition to investing with you? Uh, which I thought was a great question. Um, obviously, as an advisor, I want to help and invest for my clients because I feel like I know that I'm an expert at it. And if you're going to use, you know, invest, you might as well, you know, invest with the expert and someone you trust. But obviously, I know that a lot of people want to learn how to invest and then people like to make money and think that it's fun and it's cool to be able to analyze something and invest your money. But I caution people because there's a lot of, you know, things that are out there that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a big jump in people selling or putting out the fact that you can get money fast or do trades and do day trading or options trading or these complex strategies and make money off of it. There's a whole bunch of like uncertified financial coaches that are pushing this, you know, this get rich quick, do this trade, do this strategy, and you're going to make a lot of money, which <laughs> the data shows that that's not really the case. Like I po posted on my Instagram story that it was 10% that was being generous. It's actually about 1%, probably less than that, of people that do these complex strategies that aren't professionals that actually make money long-term. It's more of a high of, you know, if we say when you're doing these complex strategies with not really knowing what you're doing, it's more of a high of gambling that people enjoy doing that. that. They just enjoy the fact that there's a chance that they can at some point make, you know, funds when in reality they're most likely losing. They're definitely... You know, hopefully breaking even, but most likely losing, especially in the long run, because people really don't understand how the market works. The market doesn't always act rationally, so you're not going to be able to guess which way something's going to go and, and do this day trading or options trading strategies. So I employ people to just stick with one, putting money into your retirement account, um, investing there. Once you've maxed out that, then if you're really looking to do some investing or playing in the market, quote unquote, I don't know if anyone should really play in the market, it's more of you know sound strategies and financial plan investing. That is the best way to you know learn investing. Um, and all these strategies that people are showing, or you know coaches, financial coaches, or people that are not unregistered that are showing people how to you know make quick bucks. It's not really, really, really what it seems. Uh, if you actually if they actually posted all their 
um, you know, their actual trades, I guarantee the most of them are not even breaking even at all. Um, so actually, this is coming from experience. I've actually day traded, I've swung trade, and that stuff is not easy. It's not easy at all. If you're not able to watch your funds have a considerable dip, if you're not able to see your funds have a considerable dip and have the emotional stability to stick in there, you're, you're definitely not ready for this. Not very many people can do um, those strategies effectively at all. But for people that are just, um, you know, looking to, you know, learn investing, one, you just work with someone that knows what they're doing. And two, you also uh, just read a little bit more. There's always things to read. Um, you can paper trade, meaning you can use fake money to trade and try out strategies uh, to get experience. Because I know I just don't employ people playing with their own funds when the easy way is just to use some, and max out your contributions to your retirement accounts, use a professional that knows what they're doing and just watch your funds you know do what it's supposed to do that's what i think is the best and smartest uh, way to approach um, learning to invest um, and yeah i think that's a couple good tips uh, i really really uh, enjoy those questions and i think we should keep this this learning going as we're learning from each other and um, you know bouncing ideas off each other i think it's great that people are responding in kind and um, you know pushing our skills further together Awesome. So, you know, our next up, we have a great interview with Kirsten Dehaven. Uh, Kirsten is a yoga, fitness, and well-being expert coach, um, someone that obviously um, I do some things with and glad to have her on board. Um, but, you know, we actually have a webinar coming out with her, her myself, um, and two other people that will be doing a personal development um, Empower Yourself webinar lecture coming out on the 21st uh, so i'm really excited for that we're going to have a lot of great um, things for for people to learn uh, the topics are going to be tax uh, well-being and yoga and fitness career coaching and of course retirement and investing so that's going to be a great great uh, event coming up here in a couple of weeks but kirsten just dropped in to talk a little bit about what she does explain her stuff explain her story uh, so i hope you guys enjoy the interview uh thank you for joining me on the your Money, Your Life podcast. Um, for those that don't know, Kirsten is a yoga, meditation, and well-being expert, um, someone that helps a lot of people in that area. Uh, so Kirsten, how are you doing today? I'm good. I love that you give me that name, yoga, meditation, and well-being expert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is kind of like that. That is your, that's what you do. And it's, you know, I've learned a lot from you. I've joined in uh, one of your classes and as I was really it was really tough I'm not the fle most flexible person so it's good to stretch the limbs every once in a while yes yes and so many people always say that you know I'm I'm not flexible enough I can't do yoga like I can't touch my toes and I always say that that means you're that that means that you are the perfect candidate like mm -hmm. if you're not flexible then are you just going to be stiff your whole life exactly exactly because <laughs> it is something you could improve on I guess that goes into you know why yourself why did you you know start to go into the yoga meditation and well-being field and when did you when did you actually start uh, helping people so i actually i grew up dancing um and one of one of my key things in becoming a dancer was like being getting flexible like i remember joining the dance team at, at south high school and my goal was to to do the splits and mm. so, you know, at first I was like really far away. And then I was like, oh, like I can't, you know, I just have to try this every single day and just keep working and working. And after like three months, I like landed the splits. Um, mm. 
And throughout my dance career, I hated yoga. I thought it was Mm. stupid. Like, I was like, why would you just like move on a mat when you could move everywhere? Like you could move Mm. on a stage and in a studio. And like, I felt like, you know, dance was my calling and that made me feel really free. So I, I didn't understand like why you would confine yourself to like the movements of yoga and, um, you know, like, oh, and do all the weird stuff. Um, and it wasn't, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't until college when I actually um, started practicing yoga and like liking it. Um, and I think part of it was because of the hot room. Like I loved, um, oh, I loved, um, there is a lawnmower outside actually. So I'm sorry, my dad's mowing the lawn. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um but yeah, anyways, so I, uh, where was I? Yes, the reason, like one of the big reasons why I liked yoga is because I, I did hot yoga and like mm. living in Minnesota, it was cold all the time. And I just felt like my body was really, uh, really stiff. And like the heat mm. just helped so much for me to like mm. loosen my, my tissues and all that. Um, but the thing that actually made me take it seriously was, um, I I lost one of my really close friends to um, when I was in mm. college, and it was a really 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 tough time for me. Um, and I, I I you know would seek out like therapy and different healing modalities and things that I thought would make me feel better. And the only thing at that time in my life that made me feel better was yoga. Mm. So, you know, I can, you know, I, I built a, a really strong practice um, and then decided to pull the trigger and, and take yoga teacher training and didn't mm. think that I was going to be a teacher. I was like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to teach. I don't want to lead people. Um, but lo and behold, it happened. And yes. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, well. It's great that you found um, something that was helpful during a difficult time, which is your passion or ended up being uh, obviously one of your passions. So I guess uh, on that subject, what do you do when you're helping people? You're obviously teaching people um, yoga, meditation, well-being. How do you help people reach their goals, whether it's staying fit? Um, you know, I, I pose the question, how do you stay fit as you age? Or it's just, you know, someone that wants to be able to move better or someone that wants to, you know, be able to reach other fitness goals or, or well-being goals? How do you work with them when it comes to that? That's a great question. Um, well, I always start by, you know, asking them what they're looking for, what they want, and then just really listening and seeing, like, you know, getting a, a good idea of where they are and, and coming up with, with a plan. Um, mm. And then, you know, it, I think there's a lot that can be said by speaking about it and talking about it. Mm-hmm. But for me, like the way that I work is by like, you know, checking movement patterns and like, I'm, I'm so, so mesmerized by the way that people move. And I think that's why I've mm. really like, but that's why teaching yoga is my path. Um, mm. Because you know, I'll, I'll find myself in, in class and just watching my students and being like, oh my gosh, and I can, I can track movement patterns much more than I, than I can like thought patterns. 
Mm, um, so like if, you know, if I meet somebody for, for the first time and they, they come to class and I'll notice how they move. And then a few weeks later, I'll, I'll see how their body changes. Um, well, the first time you met me, I actually fell off a stool. So what did I tell you? <laughs> you did it, you did it really gracefully. You didn't, you didn't hurt yourself. That, and it was great. I think that, that that stool was just too small for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. That's what, but no, that's crazy though. That that you think about, you know, not how people think, but their movement. So that's pretty. That's actually really cool. Um, I haven't heard her use that uh, use that phrase before, which is which is a really cool phrase. Yeah, yeah. And so I yeah, like when I whenever I work with private clients, just kind of moving along, I always remind them of of you know their movement patterns and how different things have changed and you know even we'll be in separate po different postures and I'll be like oh do you remember like what your body looked like or felt mm. like um rather like three weeks ago in this posture like because it it seems like it's much different now um and it's mm. kind of cool to track your progress and in, in that perspective interesting and then uh, kind of on the other side of things we talked a little bit about yoga and movement and stretching what about meditation and well-being, which you also um, kind of um, help people with? What is that, especially in this time where there's people going through a lot of things? How do you uh, propose people, you know, possibly can continue their uh, mental well-being or, or any meditative states or any of those things? How do you um, advise people to uh, work on, on those things during this time? Yes. Well, we, we are in such a unique time right now where... A, a good lot, a good amount of people have more time to to do whatever they want with it. And I always say that when it when mm. it comes to meditation um, specifically, to just start. Like there there yeah. are so many different types of meditations. Um, I don't think that one is is necessarily right or wrong, but like there, you know, yeah. it, it's good to know that there are so many different varieties, so that chances are there's one at least one that will resonate with you um there are a lot of good mm -hmm. uh like good places to to find meditations like you can use, use insight timers or insight timer or b time um and there are like a few other apps um as well Interesting. and okay. but i mean like you know i i personally think that now i mean now is just like the best time to start you know because most people are in like exactly. the comfort of their own home the and you can exactly. just like you know set a timer for five minutes and and just do it um and say, same exactly. with well-being like I've, I've actually seen quite a few videos of like celebrities being like now is the perfect time to go vegan <laughs> and and I don't <laughs> and you know and that's just an example like I don't necessarily believe that like everybody needs to be vegan but I also think that like you know n n now you you have more control over your well-being if you are at home all the time like you you know you yeah. really get to like you know a lot of people are cooking more I know that you're cooking more um I that, <laughs> maybe I should be <laughs> I am eating, um, I'm definitely eating healthier in the past month and a half. I challenged myself um, to eat healthier, uh, which has been salmon and Brussels sprouts, as well as a lot of fruit. So yeah, it's been very good. I should be cooking more though. I know you've challenged me. A lot of people <laughs> challenge me to cook more, but uh, that is something I'm still working on. Yeah. But, but I mean, even still, like, do you, do you find that like during this time, it's, it's a little bit easier for you to, to like eat healthier? Cause I mean, you have, you know, now you have like all the options of, of 
you know, just going on your computer and getting delivery or takeout. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One, I focused in on it. And two, yeah, you're right. It is easier because, like you said, we all have, you know, we're all, you know, home. So it makes it easier to us to accomplish, like, things that we always pushed off because of time or commute. Mm -hmm. Now it's it's much easier to do those things because we like don't have any excuses. So mm-hmm. I do a hundred percent agree. Yeah, with you. yeah, and I think I mean, new, you know, the way that you eat and and your nutrition is a big part of well being, but it, it's it's not the biggest part. I I I believe mm. that the the biggest way to be well are to to do things that make you feel like you are you know are more whole or have more purpose or or more happy and that doesn't necessarily mean to be like productive all the time um you know Mm. I think that a lot of people are practicing self-care in so many different ways which is a beautiful thing um and you know I not like time is so weird nowadays but I feel I feel like everybody's kind of having like good (laughs) days and bad days and kind of just like seeing finding new ways to to fill fill their time with with things that they may have always wanted to try and haven't tried um yeah so yeah that's a huge point that's a huge point um because i always associate like you said well-being with productivity Mm like 99 percent of the time that's what i associate it with but yeah sometimes it is just like to be honest i just woke up from a nap Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was something that i need to do to you know relax get some because i'm always someone that's working and busy so sometimes it is just letting your body rest or or going for a walk which is what my morning ritual is now um but yeah you make a good point that it's not always productivity or hammering out work it can be it can be other things yes so that's that's because when you're doing nothing Um, you're doing something (laughs) exactly exactly and sometimes that's exactly Um, what you need especially if you find yourself working a lot like it's so important to take breaks whether it be like a dance break or a snack break or a nap time like you know just just something to kind of break break up whatever whatever you're doing and and you know remind yourself that you are here and like you're dynamic and and you know can kind of chill out and relax a little bit exactly and you know that that's a great point and and finally like talk to me a little bit about what you have coming up um i know we obviously have our personal development seminar that you know we'll be doing here in a couple weeks uh but is there anything on your end as far as classes um sessions or anything that you're uh doing to take on with uh, to work with people at this time yeah definitely well i i teach um yoga class about every single day um usually i don't teach on sundays but um, most days i have class so if you want to check out my schedule you can follow me on instagram um the the handle is kirsten dehaven k-i-r-s-t-e-n-d-e-h-a-v-e-n and um in in the future i plan on doing a few workshops i haven't quite um i haven't quite ironed out exactly what i want to do for for those workshops that will they Mm -hmm. will be online um but in august um, me and my good friend and fellow teacher gabrielle roberts are leading a retreat in tulum mexico um so we still have I, i believe we just have one spot left so if you want to you know go to Tulum, meditate, do yoga, eat good food. We have a private chef coming. We're going to do some excursions. It's going to be lovely. So if you are curious about that, just let me know. 
Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, quarantine has kind of changed, changed a lot of things. I do have a yoga teacher training coming up that was rescheduled. Um, it's starting in September as well. Mm. Um, that will be in okay. New York city, um, in at lifetime athletic at sky, which is on 42nd and 11th, um, kind of by like times square area. Mm. So yeah. It's a great, a great opportunity to learn more about yoga, learn more about yourself um, and, and become a yoga teacher if that's what you want to do. Even if it's not, you know, it's a great opportunity for training. <laughs> no, I, I advocate it. You are, you know, expert in, your, in this field. And that's, I'm glad we were able to have you talk a little bit about that area. And uh, yeah, no, I think that's wonderful. You have a lot of great things coming up so we'll, i'll definitely be on the lookout and really thank you for for calling in yeah thanks Carlano. <laughs>